0: I want to play for you. What happened in Florida just recently? This is a meeting and you've got a guy who's been in practice for decades and he comes to this meeting at a hospital and he he's a very polite guy. You'll, you'll see what happens. Um, they essentially cut him off. Uh, he, he drove all the way from Ocala to, I think it was Sarasota, many hours to speak here because, He said, I congratulate you for, I don't have everything that he had to say in the two minutes here, Um, but um, a couple of minutes that he had, but he said, I congratulate you for having this uh, forum here. But um, he said, I had to drive a long way to do this. And when they cut him off, as he started talking about ivermectin, he said, I drove a long way. I got this to say. And, um, you know, he then walked away and then the security guards come up to him and tell him he's got to leave the building.
1: That doesn't mean I've been a physician for 33 years board-certified family medicine. Uh, I'm an Army veteran, I served in Desert Shield, Desert Storm, Joint Task Force Guantanamo Bay. My very first patients at George Washington University in 1985 were men with Kaposi, sarcoma, nemesis, pneumonia. We didn't know what was going on. Those patients got a lot more personal attention and a lot more compassion than we ever saw with a COVID patient in any hospital in this country regardless of their HCAPS scores. I still have privileges at five different hospitals. I am on call, as I said, 24 7. And um, during this operation COVID 19, I have to say, and I'm going to be season five this year, I never worked harder as an Army soldier. And all these guys behind me, all these nurses know, we never worked harder as many and women in the medical profession than we did during the Delta variants. So I'm not here to condemn at all anybody. But I'm here to see a little bit of insight and try to calm things down because, you know, I had to do a lot of praying before I drove here. My first patient was at 8 o'clock this morning in Ocala, Florida. My next patient will be at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning in Ocala, Florida. And I worked until 10 o'clock last night. I work until 10 o'clock tonight. That's what I do because I love my patients. Because there's no hope without, excuse me, there's no healing without hope, there's no healing without relationship and both of those things in the gutter during the Delta variant. So let me give you a few quick stories because that we only have a couple of minutes. Two, let me, one, one minute. Please. Okay, let me tell you about the mayor and the car salesman, New Year's Eve, 2020. Car salesman comes into one hospital, he's refused by and he spends three months in the hospital, he survives. He says to me after he got my car from my daughter, I survived because of you coming to see me every day when I couldn't see my kids. He's the only, father, only parent who sits 12 and 15. The mayor calls me, he's hypoxic chief of police, fire, he's got the Delta variant, he gets into another hospital, Guess what he gets, he gets ivermectin. All right, the only patient in the entirety of the Delta variant that got ivermectin anyway. Let me tell you about the wife, the persistent wife, who I gave her ivermectin, she insisted on staying with her husband, he was in the hospital for another three months, he walked out of that hospital because she gave him ivermectin. Let me tell you about the new mom. When the obstetrician called me, I actually talked to the other obstetrician, and said, Do you know anyone that can treat a woman with COVID? I go to this woman's bedside after giving birth to her baby, she works as a nurse across the street at the other hospital, not mentioning any names, she went to the ER with COVID, they said, wait, come back with are under 90% oxygen saturation. She was admitted for her baby, C-section. I woke in there, she's blue as can be, no one 2 stats, excuse me, sir. 72% pulse ox, and nothing being done. I took out her neck and out of my pocket, I gave it to her. Now, I got dozens of cases I could share with people. Let me just tell you this thing. One more minute, sir. No, I took two and a half hours here. Just let you me know. say this, sir. we are not noise. We are not noise. I'm gonna tell you this, if you're gonna be the best, be the first to enact As wrongdoing in all humility and realize, just realize that these lies would have been just think of all the vicious lies I would have been spared. And I was disciplined for giving my hermetic. I've been fined $500. I've been suspended two weeks. I've been on the very board of family medicine, the Florida
0: Department of Health, and two hospitals. Okay? We need to take care of patients. Have all right. They don't want to hear that. Right? And he says, just be the first to admit, you know, just admit that you were wrong and stop doing the wrong thing. that's what he's telling them. And you hear how he talks about people. It's all about relationship. He says, there's no healing without hope. There's no hope without a relationship. This is a guy who's an actual doctor. And he makes the point when he goes out and this is, um, um, this is a series of videos that were put up by Chris Nelson, who put this up on uh, Twitter. And, um, he makes a point of saying, you know, yeah, I broke a uh, protocol there, but it's important that I had to say this stuff what the this, here. Are they are added. throwing him out
1: and we used independent third party, <laughs> He's,
0: he can't stay in the meeting. He's got go. to go the police. They call the police on so him to throw him out. Isn't that amazing? This is, this is what this has become. The people who will kill you, the hospital administrators who will kill you for money, and the police who back them up. Now, he's talking to uh, Chris Nelson also. No, he is not. I think
1: you're a good guy, right? You just walked out on the public side. All right. Yeah, all right.
0: Yeah, you got to get off a of hospital ground. Good
1: work, guys. God bless you. All right.
0: Can you tell me why Dr. Littell got kicked out of the meeting? What just happened in there, Dr. And t- tell First of all, tell us who you are, yeah, what's yeah. going on here, and what just happened?
1: Well, I'm a family doc. I worked in Ocala, Florida this morning. I drove down here just to give a voice for the voiceless, the people who were treated unfairly during COVID, uh, worse than unfairly. My own experience as a doctor caring for patients in four hospitals. And I have to tell you, Sarah did an amazing job of allowing people to have a voice today, although they cut our time down. the last minute to three minutes and in my case two and a half minutes so i didn't get to say what i wanted to say because i was only given two and a half minutes to really speak about my concerns what happened just now is that there's a wonderful board member who i just met for the first time i went up to her after the meeting or i thought it was near the end of the meeting i just asked her was any chance i could say something more uh because i had been cut short and i wanted to say had i had a few more minutes to say she herself voiced the fact that there's doctors on staff at this hospital who will not speak their mind because for fear of retribution, for fear of losing their job. And what I wanted to tell her as a doctor who's taken care of other physicians with COVID for the last three years, other physicians, cardiologists, pathologists, obstetricians, pediatricians calling me for ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, but they wouldn't ever let anyone know. This is what's happened. The hospitalists, even in this hospital, do not want people to know where they stand because they they are fearful of eventually being kicked out of either the hospital or their own groups. So the reason I came here, I said, all I said, because I'm wearing this white coat, I represent myself and most importantly, my contract with my patients. See, that's different. Hospital anymore, 99% of doctors have a contract, an exclusive contract with the hospital, or they're employed by the hospital. They cannot speak their minds freely. But what do they do when they had COVID, especially during Delta, they call doctors like me. All over the state, I got calls from doctors, and lawyers, and mayors, and, and teachers, and I just treated them with the stuff that I knew worked and kept him out of the hospital. So I, what happened here tonight was simply, I guess I violated protocol. I have to confess, I have not ever been at a hospital board meeting, ever. I've been chief of staff, but not this kind of meeting where I thought I could walk up and just say thank you for what, what the lady said, and the treatment I got was for a half a dozen you know, uniformed folks to initially walk me out of there, and then say I had to leave the entire premises of the hospital as though I'm some kind of a criminal. And all of this just come on.
0: He's a criminal for speaking his mind. Half a dozen cops take him out of the room, and then they say, you got to get off the hospital property. See, this is what happens when you have these big corporations who don't care about anything but money, the love of money, the root of all evil. And where did they get this money? Well, from the Trump administration, the Biden administration funneled through Medicare and Medicaid, CMS. We will reward you financially if you stop you know, ivermectin or whatever, but if, if you, um, you've got to funnel everybody into the ventilators to kill them. You got to funnel everybody into the vaccines to kill them and we will handsomely reward you for that. But if you push back against these, this single path to kill our population, if you push back against this depopulation, mass murder, bioweapon, if you push back against that, we will fire you. So you got a real clear choice here. You've been given A Faustian bargain by the devil. You can remain in your position as a physician and get handsomely rewarded, or you can get kicked out. Is it any surprise? We clearly see this with the military. We clearly see this with pilots and other people, and we've seen it with health workers when they eventually got the mandate themselves. But the real essence of this is at the top with the hospitals, because it was the hospitals again. Willing to kill their own people in order to get that money from CMS. Willing to gamble their own lives for money from CMS. Money from the federal government. that has always been, That's why Trump is at the center of this from 2020. And then Biden took over for him. Tag team wrestling match. It was always about the money. They fund because they've got unlimited amounts of money that they can just pull out of thin air. That's the way they use this reserve currency status. Look, it's going to be very difficult for all of us. Our lifestyles are going to change radically when the U.S. dollar happens to lose its reserve currency status. But from a moral standpoint, as far as I'm concerned, it can't happen quickly enough. It needs to happen right now because we've got to stop this government that has unlimited amounts of money to bribe people to kill. And that's what's happening right now.